The following is a Feltnout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk. Hello. We've spawned in. Welcome to the crystal clear sounds of OVNA podcast. Mm, hello, everyone. Let's do some, M- what's it called? MRSA? Well, MSNR? Oh, um, yeah, that thing that I can always remember the name of. No, I yeah, can't. Um, I o- ASMR. Yeah, let's do ASMR. some ASMR for them. It's over a podcast, the ASMR Ooh. slash popular music podcast, where we talk about songs that got to number two in the charts. And we say, how come they only got a number two? Well, let's investigate, see what got a number one and decide which one is the best and whether it should have or not. We're like the Sherlock Holmes of music, mm. except, you know, not really investigating crimes and looking for clues and it, things like that. And slightly less heroin. Yeah, yeah. Well, not, not too much less. Who are you? Well, I'm, I'm little Kia Kyle. You're a little boy, aren't you? A little boy um, rising to the top of the administration side of the oh, comedy industry. Mate. Everyone I would am, say that. I am. I'm becoming the, the underworld boss of the of comedy. S- since last time, little Kia Kyle's been promoted, haven't you, son? Oh, damn fucking right, I have. The, the duty manager at the Stand Comedy Club in Newcastle. <gasps> Why would you tell them that? They're going to come looking for us and hoard us yeah, for come autographs? And, come and see him and go, Oh, Kia, I like your views on the Osmonds. If someone says that they like me views on the Osmonds, I will give you 50% off now, whatever you buy. Now, haven't done the Osmonds I don't yet, have the... I, but... I can't necessarily do that, but I'll try. Well, yeah. He's only a duty manager. He's not a manager. But he also doesn't respect his job, so he will do it. I respect the, the code is The code is, Oh, Kia, I, I admire your views on the Osmonds. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll do. Have you seen the the shots uh, that sort of became a thing now on social media, where it's attractive girls that nice. grab your the head. Best type of girls. Yep, it's something like the pour it in your mouth, then like slap your face or something. I don't know. It's why it's just degrading. I don't know. That's nice. Uh, well, okay. So for those of you who don't know, we have very much a father son relationship. So I'm not going to go any further on whether I would like that or not. I would. Hello, I'm Lee. By the way, I'm Lee Kyle, England's best comedian. See my show at the Edinburgh Fringe this year. You are. That's now a fact because it's yeah. on a poster. It's on a so. poster. And eventually someone will review it and they'll use that phrase. Then I will just go with England's best comedian. Yeah, so you lure in the men. Yeah, also, but also me show at the Time Theatre on the 20th of April, 2014. 2024. It's not in the past. It's very much in the future, unless you're listening to this in the future. Or you'll listen to it while it's ongoing, in which case it's happening now. Yeah, it's get happening there. Now. you're not there, or you might be there, you might have headphones. Go there, in. look. It won't have sold enough for me not to let you in late. That's no, what I assume. It's going to sell out, mate. It's going to sell out. Is, is it? It's going to sell well, out. Well, be part of this sellout event, everybody. There we go. And for now, um, oh, by the way, this podcast and loads of other podcasts are part of feltnow.co.uk. Get um, the world's only community interest company ran by comedians and that sort of thing. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash feltnow where you get this and loads of other things. I'm talking videos, gig tickets, podcasts, loads of stuff for free and bonus content. And you get this first if you go there. That was a good plug, wasn't it? That was good. And the logo logo for Feltnow is also a cheeky looking pig. It's got a lovely pig on it. Designed by Graham Chapman. Not that one. Not the dead Monty Python. Not him. He's not in it. He's not. It'd be more impressive if it was that one. Yeah. Yeah. But he he designed some left field comedy sketches starring like policemen and judges. So they've both done good work in terms of design. But only one of them died in the 80s. 
Can you guess which one? My code, if you turn up to any gig I'm at, I will get you a free drink if you come up to me and go, the one out of Monty Python died in the 80s. And if I remember this context, without you having to remind me, I will buy you a drink or... You'll bully a bartender. Bully the bartender, give us a free drink if it's a gig. Everywhere you go, you just bully the the bar staff. I don't bully them. I I, I charm them. Coerce them. I charm them. So, Kia... Since last gig, since last one of these, you've been at um, popular music gigs, haven't you? Damn fucking right I have, mate. You're going to see The Blur? Blur in, a, in Newcastle City Hall on the internet shows, because, you know, that's how we do it around here. We're not going to stadiums. Nah. Fucking stadiums. Any good? Yeah, well, did they do it? woohoo? Oh, they did do woohoo. Nah, and nice. um, the, the one about the park. Oh, they did parks. Parks. Oh, I like that one, where it's like, I walk around the park. Parks. Parks. <laughs> <laughs> It's nice, the one about the parks, isn't it? It's oh, good. Did they do one about um, boys, but also not boys? They spoke about um, what they viewed in the 90s as the two genders nowadays, I think. They should have... It's making them look bad, more. isn't it? It is a bit outdated, really. Yeah, come on, the blurs. Come on, blurs. <laughs> so was it Was it a nice concert? It was, mate. It was good. It was good. Um, very, very warm in mm. the venue. Um, there was a lot of sounds going on. And some jumps. You, so mm. I think that's all you can ask for. And you went with your mum, didn't you? Like a little, like a little loser. I right. just think it made sense, right? She was alive in the nineties. Blur from the nineties. And your mum's fun, actually, isn't she? We're even better than laugh. going with me. Yeah, she's better than most mums, I'd say. Yeah. I'd be willing to put her in the top three percent. And I'm going to say she's got hot tits. They are perky. They are. And that's not my words. That's words of her. Yeah, she looks after her knockers. Anyway, everybody, after the break, we're going to li- we're going to go all the way back. All the way back to the 4th of April, 1999. Fucking hell. When the first UK smash single from... I was growing then. You would have been right in your mum's womb, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, I would have been hot, like through... Well, I was going to oh, say I halfway was... through development, but it would have been a bit more. Yeah, you'd have been just Two ready to pop out. of the out. way through development. It's nice, isn't it? I would have been not knowing about you yet. Just yeah, living my life all happy. So... The, this week had the first smash hit single from hitmaker Marshall Eminem Mathers LP. Oh, God, the with, real Slim Shady. Yeah, with his sweary, edgy, late 90s style song, My Name Is, where we find out his name. Apart from his name isn't Slim Shady at all, that no, is not true. Not, the whole song's a lie, isn't it? He started off as a lie, he got sued, loads of stuff happened. And number one... This week is a song I'm going to guess when we get into this that Kier has never heard, which is Flat Beat by Mr. Wazzo. I think it's pronounced Wazzo. It might be Oizo. I don't, I don't remember. Wazzo is better, I'd say. He's definitely French, and Wazzo is a French word for Wazzle. bird, albeit spelt differently. With Flat Beat, which is a lot of context around this song, which we'll get to after we hear the fuck out of them. Come on then. Now. Teacher wanted to flunk me in junior high. Damn. Thanks a lot. Next semester I'll be 35. 
I smacked him in his face with an eraser. So, Kia. Right, you pillock. Which of these songs had you heard? Um, the one by Eminem. I didn't, yeah. didn't have a fucking clue what the other one was. Yeah. The other one, I'll be honest, I'd not bothered listening to it since then, because why would you? Yeah. But... It was everywhere at the time, very briefly. It doesn't have a lot going on, does it? No, no. What it was is, it was a very specific type of single that was very popular in the 80s and 90s, which was the Levi's advert. It was in a Levi's advert. Right. And at the time, that was a huge cultural thing. It was like, oh, have you, there's a new Levi's advert out. What song? So there's a lot of hits. Most, I guess most well-known these days is Spaceman by Babylon Zoo, but a lot of other ones, Inside by Stilt Skin. And then in the 80s... Um, very early nineties, actually, they got the clash to number one with a with a re-release of "Should I Stay or Should I Go," which right. you know. So it was quite, and even before that, uh, I think um, I want to say heard it through the grapevine, but I'm not hundred percent sure. But so the Levi single was a big deal. Is it like the John Lewis Christmas advert? People always going about it. Yeah, yeah, but less. I would say less twee. Oh, certainly, yeah. you'd have like there was that one where the model Nick came in in the nineteen eighties. Yes, it was heard it through the grapevine. Famously took his jeans off and washed them in the shop and all the lasses were like, oh, there's a man in his underpants. And he is, oh, he could have a shot on me, you know, paraphrase. So it was a a sexier event. Okay. Now, this one was sort of a bit of a, I don't want to say viral smash because it was probably too soon for anyone to quite go viral. But before that, where there was a video made with a character called Flat Eric. Flat Eric? Who's Flat Eric? Flat Eric is a yellow puppet right and he would just be doing stuff and getting on with stuff in the video that would fit in to stuff that was happening in the song sound wise mm. so he'd be just getting on with his day flat Eric in an office working hard and he's a little yellow thing right um, and he was meant to have been run over by a car and that was why he was flat but I don't think that was ever touched upon right, in the yeah. Levi's advert you had to interpret it yourself yeah yeah and he was one of those things that's briefly very popular so he's he appears in the first series, I think, of The Office. Right. Where David Brent just sort of points at Flat Eric as if to go, uh, uh, sense of humour, you know. As a, So it would be, this, by that point, it was about two or three years later. Yeah. So it was the sort of thing an office manager would find amusing at that right. point, you know. So I don't think, it's not something I've really heard since then. And then it, I don't, it didn't pass us by, but I didn't quite get why everyone was buying it beyond yeah. the thing. But actually, I'm going to say now, mate, that is one fat baseline. I mean, don't get us wrong, the bass is heavy. Yeah, it's. I would say it's a heavy enough bass line to destroy a curious submarine. Do you remember that? Off a couple of weeks ago, yeah, everyone. Yeah, it was good. It wasn't even a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of days yeah, for, us. Not, you know, for us. Yeah, for us, yeah. Although this might go out quite quickly, actually. Yeah, but that's that's, we don't need to do the admin. Nah, it's fine. And you know the submarine, you don't know what we're on about. Remember that submarine? There might have been another sadder submarine by then. Look, it was a shame. The second submarine's hit the Pentagon. Well, that's the thing. That is that what it is? But the thing is, right, yeah, like, we're doing this. Like, it was sort of sad that, that the boy, that, that there was a boy on there who only went to, because his dad wanted him to. And, like, it is sad that people died. But there might be a much sadder one. There might be like a submarine of toddlers gets smashed before this goes out. Everyone go, that's awful. Why are to- toddlers on a submarine? I know you shouldn't be putting toddlers on a submarine. At everyone. least it wasn't the Beatles submarine because that would have been a, a much greater loss. I and think. toddlers would want to go on the yellow submarine, wouldn't that's they? That's true. The that is tod- true. So let's hope, let's hope Paul McCartney doesn't somehow ruin all of the goodwill he's a master at. He's hard working eighty odd years and suddenly go, right, that's it. I've got a new plan. 
I'm going to get a yellow submarine, not really do safety checks, chuck some toddlers on it and drive it around with a PlayStation controller. <laughs> That'd be fucking brilliant if, if that was, that's what his retirement plan was. <laughs> Mac, Look, I don't do it. I've done Glastonbury and stuff. I've done all these huge shows. I've had my Beatles career. I've had my solo career. I've fucked about with some wings for a bit. I'm done, right? I'm just going to become a, a submarine captain and pilot toddlers around... Um, Famous, famous wrecks. If you do do that, Paul, please, for the love of God, get safety checks. For the love of God, Paul, because you're not going to thumbs up your way out of this one. I'm more worried for the octopus's garden. Who knows what state <laughs> you'll leave that in. That, what a lovely business, actually. <laughs> you know, taking yellow submarine trips down to take an octopus's garden. That's that not does bad. Sound nice. That does sound good. That isn't bad. What sort of um, place would you imagine that happens in or would happen in? What country do you think they'd be they'd be doing this off the off the shores of Liverpool. Liverpool? I think they'd be well into it. I don't know if you've ever been to the Mersey. It is, you know, they have all these songs about the Mersey and they all love it. And you go, it's probably not that good. Yeah. When I was at the Mersey, part of us did go. It's quite a good river. This like, like it's evocative. It's mass. It's like really wide. So you're like, oh, this because I get ferry quite often across the Tyne. And I'll be honest, it's a seven minute journey. It's fine, but I could see the ferry across the Mersey being like. Oh God, this is making me think of songs about the ferry across the Mersey. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So I think if you put another a submarine on where you get the ferry across the what a hold it, you get the ferry across the Mersey from the song, right? Then right. on the other side you get the yellow submarine down on Octopus's Garden. That would be lovely. Yeah. Who is it that has a song about like South Shields Metro Station and Marsden Rock? Is it Franz Ferdinand or is it I, it's a band like that, isn't it? I think it's I'd be I, I would guess Maximo Park then. All right, let's have a look. From the, uh, they have Franz songs Ferdinand, about going to the monument. South Shields. The, the, I don't think Franz. Although I think he was yes, brought up in South Shields, actually. Yes, yeah, Stand on the Horizon by Franz Ferdinand. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, the, the lyric is in South South Shields Metro Station. I heard Marsden Rock was breaking, the North Sea shaking. It did break. Yeah, maybe. It did. Yeah, Easter for any non-local. I'm sad listener. I only saw shit Marsden Rock. Yeah, you've only seen it when it looks like a rock. It didn't yeah, have not quite good. a badly it formed nice arch. arch. Yeah. yeah, it's still a decent rock. Like, oh, it's fine. It's canny. It's a big rock. If you go to South Shields, everyone, why not check out Marsden Rock? It's a big rock, but there is also a pub there called the Marsden Grotto. which it's haunted um, by pirate ghosts. Yeah, it isn't. Yeah, it's haunted which by is pirate ghosts. carved into the rock. And depending on who owns it at that point, it's either a lovely pub or a shithole. But well, at the minute, it's quite nice. It is. And there was a, there's a beach outside where the one spelled out death. Someone killed loads of cormorants and laid them on the beach to spell out the word death. And no one knows who did it. I, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, That's so a fucking lot, mental. A lot I know on. someone was like shot with a shotgun in the car park, wasn't there? It's the sort of thing that's going to happen. Yeah, but it's like you'll know which one Marsden Rock is because it's the massive rock that is clearly Marsden Rock. Yeah. Like if someone said what rocks that, you'd go, oh, it must be Marsden. It's Marsden. It's the Marsden rock in rock, Marsden next to the Marsden Grotto, the pub. Like if you're stood next to that and you don't know what it that that's Marsden Rock, I can't help you. I think if I ever win the lottery or something, I'm going to spend all of my winnings on trying to get Dwayne the Rock Johnson to stand in front of Marsden Rock. Just because I'd like the picture of that. Surely you've done it. He's done it, you know what I mean? Like, Although that's only a famous rock to us. Yeah. There's probably more famous rocks to him. He could go around and tell all of these little pebbles about Marsden Rock. <laughs> Are they called the pebbles? Man? I assume so. That's yeah. what I'd call me kids here. If I was the rock, I'd call them the pebbles. Has he got kids, the rock? He must do, man. Look you at the balls work. He looks fucking mega potent. Yeah, doesn't his daughter wrestle in NXT or something? Aye, uh, somebody. Yeah, it might someone be his like niece or so. I don't yeah, know. His daughter. Aye. Uh, might be, aye. They're all related. So I like... Uh, and anyway. that's not racist, the massive Samoan yeah, wrestling that, family. The, 
almost all there's like 20 odd Samoan wrestlers that are all related to each other and and then there's also Samoa Joe who isn't related to them I yeah you think out of all of them he would be he's got you? Samoa in it yeah so anyway I, I like today to let people in on the magic we're recording two podcasts yeah. right so which that means we've listened to four songs and I will say to my surprise I'm not saying it's the best but this is the one I've listened to the most really yeah because it proper works on headphones it's like, it's like a fat bass I can't ah, see so problem was I listened to it on airpods so then I was good sound yeah. quality a little bit a bit weak you know and I, and this wouldn't have been a big hit if it wasn't for the advert because why radio playing this I'll be honest, I forgot why I even talked about songs. When yeah, said yeah, that yeah, 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 I, I got you back on track. But I also think it is, a, it is a good version of the thing that it is. I mean, it's fine. It's just very repetitive and... It is, but repetition's the point of it, isn't it? It's like, no, I get it, but... You know, I mean, I've been struggling with keeping my brain focused, so if it's just one thing, then I drift out. And I suppose you don't have the context of being able to picture a yellow puppet with his arms out the window of a car, nodding his head in a funny yeah, way. Yeah, Levi's adverts aren't really something they teach you in school. Nah, you you wouldn't be especially not drama school. You were born not long after this though, so like I'm surprised like they didn't go have a look at this advert. The first Teddy I was given was like a yeah rather than yellow puppet rather than Mister Buzzin, which Mr. was the Buzzin's first a Teddy. Good lad yeah. though, ain't he? We've been washing all your old teddies lately, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Because you've obviously... Bathing them like the guinea pigs. You've moved out. Did you bathe them at the same time as the guinea pigs? So the guinea pigs were like, oh, fuck, what's this? No, I did not. We put, yeah, teddies. I'm sorry if this is sounds cruel to anybody, but remember, they are just bits of cloth. In the washing machine. Nah, it's fine. Because Kia, you had three washing machines, loads of loads of teddies That's still. That's too many teddies, isn't it? Yeah, we're, we're going to keep the main ones. Oh, you know, yeah. a lot of them are gone. We're going to keep... Mooney. Mooney, Mr. Buzzin, and Superlad. Yeah. They're all staying, of course. Carlito Bay. Yeah, the, yeah, Carlito Caribbean Cool Bay. That's going to stay. <laughs> but a lot of them, a lot of the more modern um, K-Bays, they're going to probably no, go. Hugs and tugs, those lads. No, hugs and tugs can get the yeah. fuck. I don't care about them. Speaking of swearing... What I was surprised, I've not heard My Name Is By Eminem. Like, I think I was conflating it with some of these other songs. Yeah. And musically, I will say, it's a little bit sparse, isn't it? Like, there's not a lot. It's yeah. sad. It's not, I don't know which one I thought it was, but when I put it on, it wasn't the one yeah, that I thought. I- yeah, I think I think I was thinking of the real Slim Shady. Yeah, I think that's what I was doing when I when I went into it, and it's it's good song. He does a lot of wordplay, doesn't he? He does. does. He does the old Eminem. He does. So a bit of background on. So, this is very much a song of its time, isn't it? Like it's very like late nineties. I'm yeah. talking everything's being shocking, and it's very attitude era WWF. It's very Jerry Springer yeah. in it, and now it seems a bit fucking. It seems a bit edgelord incel, yeah, a lot of it. it. It feels like it's trying too hard, yeah. doesn't it? It's just... But there's also the context of Eminem at the time. So this was his first thing. In the, like, I'm sure there was people who were well into rap who knew about him, but this yeah. is the first thing where anyone really noticed. And it doesn't seem as odd having a right, white rapper now yeah. who is good at it. It doesn't seem as odd. And I think people thought, well, what is this? Because white rap at this point was just Vanilla Ice. And he wasn't. Yeah. God, he wasn't the respected new Elvis Presley he is these days. You know, it, it was, was it was Blondie, and that's, that's about yeah. it. That one Blondie song, yeah. which does a terrible rap. But it was like it was people were expecting another Vanilla Ice, like a bit of a joke figure doing pop rap. Yeah. That's what people are assuming. We had Al, you know, that's sort of yeah. show. It's just 
And then Dr. Dre was behind it. So people are like, well, there's something going on here, yeah. you know? So I think people were genuinely surprised when it was like, oh, he's good at doing this. But his voice has got less annoying, didn't it? Yeah. Like, this is, I know he's playing a character in this, in, but you kind of just go, oh, it's a long three or four minutes, actually, by the end. Yeah, I don't think that helps with the whole trying too hard thing, because it's just like, you don't talk like this. You're just trying to find any old offensive joke you can. It's a bit fucking... That's the thing that dates it, isn't yeah. it? It's just like, you wouldn't... And this isn't a, a thing of going, oh, you shouldn't do offensive jokes. Do it. It just... But it was so in the air at the time, and actually, it's it's surprisingly boring. Like, you're yeah. not shocked by it. You're just like, oh, another one. Another one about how someone should... And, his mother sued him because of this song. Fucking hell, why? Um, because of his allegations about her drug abuse, which she weirdly wasn't chuffed about being in a song. And then there's you another know, fair bit. Enough. You know when she says, how are you going to breastfeed me, mama? You ain't got no tits, right? Yeah. Apparently she, that was quite upsetting to her because he, she didn't, she couldn't breastfeed him when she was younger because she had some sort of illness. Oh, good. So, <laughs> Fucking like, hell. And I mean, I don't well know the relationship between him and his mother beyond it not being very good. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's, it must be a strange thing because he, he's fallen back on the thing of going, obviously this is a character. Yeah. But how can you look at that as anything other than this is what, he, because we didn't know who he was other than that. Yeah. You're not like, oh, you know, as opposed to all your ballads. Well, you can really tell this is his early stuff as well because the wordplay just isn't there nearly as much as in his later songs where it's like loads of clever, like, you know, multiple meaning sentences. This is just being rude for the most part. Like, it's just... Yeah, you can tell he came from... What sexual thing can I say? You can tell he came from battle rap. And like, as you know, I'm quite into battle rap. But it's a different thing now to what it was then. Yeah. Like, the wordplay now is next level stuff. And this is you can see the insults coming in and yeah. that's basically all this song is. Obviously it has a sample from Chaz and Davin, which is lovely. Why wouldn't it? Yeah. And um the actual hook to it, the actual chorus, the my name is Ticket Ticket Slip is very catchy. Yeah. But it stood the test of time in terms the... of people knowing it. Like everyone knows mm. if you went my name is oh Slim Shoe. Yeah. But I feel the rest of it is it's a, it's surprisingly bland, but but what I've got to get across is at the time it didn't feel like it because we hadn't ha- we didn't know who this bloke was. So you've got this bloke who can clearly do it. This song felt a bit like a bolt of lightning at the time. Yeah. You know, because this was about the context of all his later stuff and it it doesn't feel exciting now. Yeah. You know, it doesn't feel like... But how can it? How You can't go back to that. Although I will say... When you hear, like, the early Beatles singles, you can still imagine the sense of excitement around them. Yeah. You know, you can imagine hearing fucking I Want to Hold Your Hand as a teenager at that time, surrounded by all these just, you know, ballads and songs from the musicals, and yeah. being like, fuck. That's what I find quite sad about music these days, especially when it comes to, you know, the charts and popular music and what's pushed commercially. None of it's exciting. Like, I can't really think of any big, drastic change in trend since, like, you know... <laughs> dubstep in 2010 or whatever it was and that was just everywhere for a bit and that was like very different to what was going around but now it's all just very similar stuff. It's a sad thing in a way because I remember when the internet was first coming in, coming in and Naps, Napstar and stuff like that yeah. in terms of music, people were very excited and going, this is going to be a whole new thing for music in terms of stuff that is different and people are going to find their own stuff and that's yeah. what's happened but I think it was assumed then that 
the music industry would lose control mm. and that people would just be finding the stuff that they want. But actually what happened is with algorithms and stuff, music industry had people who could figure this stuff out. Yeah. And what it's done is blanded everything up. So not, not everything. I'm not, this is not an old man saying, oh, there's no interest in music. Of course there is. But it's not at any more, possibly, it's at possibly less of an advantage yeah. than it ever was in terms of people finding it. Because it gets, like, so I was watching some Glastonbury highlights at the weekend and um, your mum said at one point, she went, do you just hate posh people? And I went, no, I don't hate posh people. What I'm sick of is, as I'm flicking through, everybody who I don't know, as soon as they start talking, they've got an upper middle class accent. Yeah. And it's, I just think it's really sad that the edges have been knocked off so much as a, just in the pursuit of harmless pretty boys selling as many records as possible to, yeah. to the mass market. And I know that's not all the music there is. I'm not naive. There's loads of other stuff. But I don't know how you break out now. I don't know how you, yeah, if you're different. Yeah, so difficult. And I thought like Spotify and, you know, getting playlists on there, like all the mixes and stuff, it does have been really good for finding new music and like up and coming bands and everything. But everyone it sort of suggests is already relatively well known. Yeah. Or like, you know, to a certain degree, they've, they've already got like a decent sized fan base whether that's a cool follow or not I want to find people who've got like a hundred listens or something that are just in the middle of nowhere that's interest in music but and, well, people don't they, die off anymore that's never the stuff that's people don't die off in terms of like if you're if you were a big act ten years ago you probably still are now yeah and I that mean, wasn't always the case things would date and you'd go suddenly be like well why would anyone buy that now that's from 1986 and it's now 1991 whereas now it doesn't the culture's moving more slowly isn't it yeah one thing I really like, so because I was thinking like one hit wonders and stuff, uh, the vast majority of them are still doing big venues, even if it was in the eighties or something, just because of that song. Obviously, this is you know you show what he what so I stuck to city halls and stuff, but yeah, yeah, that's beside the point. But one thing I really like about Rick Astley concerts is he just messes about the whole time because he knows people are only there for one or two songs, yeah. so he just plays what he wants. He just does covers and stuff. He's just having a fun time because he's like, yeah, I know people don't really care about me music. It's just the name and like that one song that people care about. Let's just put on a fun show and it'll be fine. But he's still doing arenas and stuff. Yeah, like it's... I, I glassed this. He was, I saw him do an intro for a song that, about it being a big hit, and then he went, it's not that one. We'll do that at the end, obviously. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's nice when they sort of embrace it, but... It but is it's mentally also, managed to stick that level of fame through that just like one song and it's just never died off really. Well, it did. I mean, there was absolutely loads of time. It came back because of the Rick Roll and thing, yeah. obviously. Yeah, but there was loads of time after he'd had his hits and he did have more hits than people yeah. think. He had big hits where there was years where I'm sure no one was touching him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was, nobody was interested in Rick Astley in the late 90s. It yeah. wasn't, you know, but... I suppose if you're that sort of act, if you're a pop act, you need to, and you've sort of stopped having hits, you need to go away for a while and wait for the nostalgia to kick in. Yeah. Because no, because other than that, it's just people going, oh, I'm not listening to that. That was from when I was a kid. Yeah. People aren't going to be interested. That's interesting, though, because what we have here is a song at number one that absolutely was a one-hit wonder. Mm. It was still making, apparently he's a well-respected DJ and producer in France, but he's not right. having hits. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not... And we have somebody, as we work down the charts, so what we like to do is go through the top 40 and just yeah, yeah. a very quick, very quick look at it. There's certainly an act here who that's sort of relevant for. So we know the top two, um, Flat Beat and My Name Is. Yeah. We've got Turn Around by Fats and Small. Who Fats are Fats and Small. Fairly, I think maybe had more than one hit, but they've milked their one hit like very yeah. few people. Like if you look at any mid-range pop festival in the UK they're always on about third from the bottom on the second yeah. stage to now and 
it's kind of admirable, I suppose. It's nice that for them. Yeah, like they've still got a bigger name than most people on there. So fair play to them. Yeah. And one of them banged Vanessa Feltz. I don't know if that's good or bad, but if he enjoyed it, good luck to him. Um, fourth, thank ABBA for the music, which is various pop artists. You know, I think, um, I want to say Cleopatra were on there. Yeah. But I'm not certain. Witch Doctor by Cartoons, which is... Um, brilliant. Fucking brilliant. Obviously a version of a very old song. Um, ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ting, tong, walla, walla, bing, bong. Yeah. Massive hit at number six, Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. So what we've got here is the birth of probably the two biggest artists of the next 10 years, actually, Eminem and Britney Spears, mm. with their first big first singles. So that's quite a seismic change yeah. in pop music. Dead From the Waist Down by Catatonia, which is a lovely song from the, the I want to say, third album, but it might be the fourth. Third! <laughs> You Get What You Give by The New Radicals. Do you know that one? I don't. So, uh, he's somebody, when we talk about One Hit Wonders, who broke the band, broke his band up and um, because he didn't want to be a One Hit Wonder, so he went into writing. Right. And he wrote a lot of big hits after that. But you go, you are a One Hit Wonder. What yeah. you should have done is, if you don't want to be a One Hit Wonder, don't just bring one song out. Yeah, just keep making good ones. It's ridiculous. Honey to the Bee by Billy Piper off of Doctor Billy Who. Billy Piper. At number nine. You love her, don't you? They're quite ambivalent when it comes to Doctor Who companions, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. actually, I've never heard you really care about a companion. Nah, it's because they're all quite badly written. They're just too reliant on the Doctor, I think. Yeah. Clara was good. She was more her own person. Never mind that. Number 10, one of your favourites. Um, we Like the Party, brackets the Vengabus. Fucking brilliant. Do you want to go see Venga Boys in September? Not especially, Kia. I think we should. I think we should. It'd be nice. I went to see Blur with me, Mum. I think we should go see Venga Boys. I can't imagine. Because, you know, I'm not a dancer. Yeah. I don't... What else am I supposed to do? Like, you do know... You do know quite a lot of the Venga Boys dance routines, as far as I know. I think it would be quite funny if at a Venga Boys gig, we're just standing at the bar still, just watching it. <laughs> like, we've clearly paid to be it's there, right. but we're just not enjoying yeah, it's it. It's got a good beat. <laughs> We've got a couple of boy bands next, another level, and at 12, Boy Zone's cover of When the Going Gets Tough. Number 13, No Scrubs by TLC. Presumably you know that one. Oh, everyone knows that yeah. one, man. Sing it. No, I don't want No Scrubs. A scrub is a guy who thinks he flies, also known as a buster. Number 14, I'm going to say, I think a lot of people who don't really remember this song well aren't going to believe us. Right. I'm going to say Forgotten Pop Gem. From a band, you, you know when a band, like a pop group, are a bit rubbishy, and then they bring one out and it's much better than it should be? Yeah. I'm going to go with this one, Blame It On The Weatherman by Bewitched is a cracker. It is, and it's not like you expect it to sound. It's way too good for them. What do you mean too good for them? Well, because they're like fiddly-dee doing Irish dancing, aren't they? And hey, Sea La Vie's a fucking great song. Ah, but this genuinely is a good song. You like, Sea La Vie's a bit of fun, in it? Yeah. But this is like, this is too good. This is like... I like things that are better than they need to be. Yeah. Reef at number 15, who I fucking hate. Yeah, they don't seem like your sort of band. Oh, ugh. And that fucking Christian rock band as well, which yeah. which people... Mariah Carey, then best, Better Best Forgotten by Steps. At 17, Whitney Houston with her street-style comeback single, It's Not Right But It's Okay, at number 18. You Gotta Be by Desiree at 20. That must have been a re-release. Hey, I don't know. Bon Jovi at 21. Robbie Williams, who obviously I hate for reasons I can't even remember now, but it's yeah, too late. Like the idea of Robbie Williams. It's a lifelong dislike now for Williams. What else have we got? Strong Enough by Shares. I go down. Run Away by The Cause at 27, of course. 
three lady sisters and their brother, who is a, was one of the early conspiracy theorists. Oh, Jim good. Coe has a well-known conspiracy theory website. Tender by your favourite band, Blur, at 28. <laughs> 29, a re-release of music to watch the girls go by by Andy Williams. I don't know why that was re-released that week. Number three, but well, there was a lot of... Uh, there was a lot of 60s easy listening for those couple of years. It was yeah. quite in vogue, you know. 30, double A side of Heartbeat and Tragedy by Steps. Do you know the dance of Tragedy by Steps? I don't know the dance, no. It's that one where it goes, Tragedy! Yep. <laughs> Changes by the late, great Tupac at number 31. Crack one open for my dead homies. 32 by Sash. Sash, I think, have the record for the number of songs I picked at number two, so we'll get to them eventually. Oh. George Michael and Mary J. Blige with the classic As, number 33. George Michael was actually a homosexual, you know. Is that right? Yeah. Well, that's an exclusive for you there. Fly Away by Lenny Kravitz. I don't like Lenny Kravitz. Oh, I like a bit of, bit nah, of Kravitz. Of course you fucking do. <laughs> number 37, You Stole the Sun from My Heart by the Manic Street Preachers, who I do like, but this was around their least interesting period. Yeah. Floodlit World by Ultrasound, who, um... It's not interesting talking about Ultrasound, um... They're from Sunderland. They were the next thing after Britpop. They were going to be like, they've got one great single called Stay Young, but even that I shouldn't like because it's a bit like, you know what I mean? It's a bit bit slow and drags on, but oh, it's catchy. It's got the single in. It's got the lyric, Gary Glitter's gone to seed, so who will lead us now? Which is, but it was before even all that. Before it came out. And then, okay. Number 41, and um, for those of you who don't know, every episode. We do a bonus episode exclusively for our members at patreon.com slash out, where we discuss the song that was at number 41. The hope is for it to be a song that is quite obscure, and that's where it peaked. This yeah. week, it's definitely a song that was at number one. What is it? It is um, Maria by Blondie. Oh. So if you check us out, oh, we're so close to Window Licker by Aphex Twin. Oh, well, if you check out um, our Patreon, you can hear that. As you're hearing this, unless you're all already on our Patreon, in which case you could have heard this last week. Oh, yeah. yeah you, can just, you can just hop on over. So what we're going to do is... Um, that's it off for you, Kia. Lovely. We're going to decide... And I think this is more difficult than I thought it would be. This mm. jumped out to me is one of them ones where I was like, one of them's obviously better than the others, but that came from not having heard it for 20-odd years. Yeah. And it turns out I'm weighing a fatter base than I was then. Yeah, it's base. almost like it's got a bit of dub about it. And yet it only does one or two things. But no, but are you letting your love for adverts cloud your judgment? I'm not sure I have a love for adverts, especially not the advert that I did that none of you have still seen unless you're on the Patreon where I did share I it once. Say people more know adverts than they realise, don't they? Like, Martin is quite good. Oh, certainly in those days. Like, adverts now I think are different in which, like, you, can, you know, adverts are so skippable these yeah. days. It's different. But adverts until this century, really, were some of the most famous bits of creative stuff in Britain. Like More than I like to admit, when I say a green car meme, I don't automatically goes dum dee dee dum dee dee which yeah. is pointless. Shouldn't, shouldn't do that. But there's something about them that sticks with you, isn't it? Like, oh, there's so back many. Back in the day when you, just, you see them so often. There's so many songs and stuff have been stuck in heads from adverts, and I don't think that's... I think that's most. That's how it works, isn't it, I suppose? And it must be a double-edged sword for someone who's got this song who wants it to be a hit, and they go, yeah, but 
I will give it this advert, but then people are just going to think of yeah. Purcell every time they hear my yeah. song, you know. So it is a double-edged sword. We're going to decide. The rules are, of course, we're going to say either Eminem or Wazzle. Oh, right. <laughs> Which, no, we're not, because Wazzle is too fun a thing to say and it will bias people, won't it? Yeah. We're going to say Flat Beat or My Name Is, right? All right. And the rules are, if we decide, both decide on the Eminem song, that replaces Flat Beat at number one. If it's a split decision or Wazzle wins, that remains at number one. Wazzle wins is fun, isn't it? That's, that's nice. That's, so I'm going to go three, two, one, say flat beat or my name is, and then that is official and there's right. nobody can argue that. We are the gods of music, aren't we? About time too. That's great. Three, two, one, flat beat. My name beat. is... Oh! Fair enough. Sorry, Eminem. I tried backing you. Eminem. Hi, Marshall. Please don't, don't write, write please don't write a diss track about us. Um, oh, you'd be finished. You'd be smoked. It's just it's just I enjoyed Flat Beat way more than I did. And I like that it's a number one that doesn't that's not like any other ones. I enjoyed it. I just switched off halfway through. I could probably have that. Weirdly just... I did the same with Eminem. I thought it got just very samey. Like mm. just like, oh he's saying something about his mum's tits again. Slim samey. Nice, nice. And Eminem, I think you did better work, so what oh, it's did, definitely not his best work. What it did hit me as, I would have liked to have heard My Name Is over Flat Beat. Like, oh, is that is that the challenge? Someone, yeah. someone remix that. If someone, someone could do, do a that. mashup, that'd be great. Because I don't know if I mentioned this, but it's got some hella fat beats. It does have fat beats. So we're going to go over to record the Patreon one now. See you there, everybody. Um, in a bit, guys. Well done to Mr. Wazzo for your reign at number uh, you've one. You've done well. You've done All well. the way back in 99. Eminem, don't worry, son. Your time's coming. Your time's nah, eventually you'll, you'll be alright. But you know what? It doesn't seem to have made you happy. You know what I mean? You never look at Eminem and go, this success has really made him a cheerful boy. Yeah. He manages to stay on the public eye quite well, Eminem, doesn't he? Like, he's never one of those people who, these days, people talk about other than when he's like, on having a two-hour When he's, he's having a beef. Or something. Yeah, you know. He's, he's like, he proper take it to Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, it's never like, oh, but Eminem was so... Having a having a cake the other day. In yeah, a park. not these days. So well done. I hope I hope you've got a happy life, Eminem. Um, you seem to have done a lot of growing. As I a don't person. know if I'd recognise Eminem in the street. To be fair. Yeah, you would. You'd go. That's Eminem. I think I'd probably just. Order... He's he looks so bland. I think I'd be like, oh, they look like Eminem, but I'd never actually he'd ha- think. He'd have, he'd have his crew around him, wouldn't he? Oh, he would have a posse with yeah. him. Like um, D twelve would be D12, there. D twelve, yeah. And Dre, and um, Elton John, after they made up after. You know, he had a lot of grown up to do Eminem, and I, <laughs> I hope he's, I hope he's done it. He's done it. So, bye everybody. F- fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Come see me show Time Theatre or Edinburgh Fringe, or watch Disco Twix, my special on YouTube. But, but, fuck off. Fuck off. The following is a Feltnout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk.